Welcome. To Arcade Audio. With a dick-sass, bigoted niggas in pornos That's satisfied, cause they know that I can't physically I work inside the party and know I'm the man Instantly I hate bars, I can't stand the club either I'm not dancing, I'm fucking having a speech A lyrical legend like shit like a pussy Got a nice needle for niggas to call a fat bitch I bite niggas' heads off, call me alligator I wear bright clothes like a pack of nine and welcome to this week's episode of Married in Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You're an imbecile. <laughs> I'm still going to get it on the record. If you're listening, use the word imbecile more. It, like, it just sounds dumb. It's a perfect way to describe somebody at the right moment. I'm going to bring imbecile back. You do that. <laughs> It's October 5th, 2017, so it's been, um, it's been a while since we've watched an actual movie, <laughs> but it hasn't been a while since we've recorded. Uh, we're back here on the podcast. If you're new, uh, welcome. Uh, <laughs> come on in. Have a, have a seat we on have the other couch. couch. <laughs> um, you can still view movies on it. Movies. Movies. Um... What do cats like to watch? Uh, Meowies. Me- <laughs> You're the worst. Um, we randomly select a movie out of our box of our massive movie collection. We happen to be married. We have a child who's asleep in her pack and play right now. So let's hurry this up. Let's, yeah. let's keep we this have, tight. We also nominate let's movies back and it. forth for the other person to pick and watch, which is the case this week with Mystery Team. Uh... What else we got going on in life? Normally up front we always talk about life and and whatnot. We haven't watched anything. Nope. We haven't done anything. Nope. Uh, we uh, have a uh, 10-month-old baby. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, we fall asleep on the couch at like 10 o'clock. And it's 940, so <laughs> we're against time and all of this. We've got and 20 minutes before we fall night. asleep. I have to do the dishes. I have to make lunch. I have to make bottles. I have to take the trash out. And that is what an equal opportunity marriage sounds like. No, that's... I. Because I, you know what I have to do? You take care... Go to sleep. You take care of the morning, and I take care of the night. It's pretty much how we have it worked out. Yeah. I think it's fair. It's a good trade-off. Except in the mornings, what do I do? Wake you up. Feed the baby. Feed you the change baby. the baby. Have three cups of coffee. And, uh, And I yeah. actually never see you uh, do this coffee. I think you might just be snorting cocaine. Same thing. Basically, it is. Yeah, I know. Although, there was a study on the news. Four cups of coffee a day. It actually has been proven in scientific studies that you live longer. Omar says it's because your heart fu- gets embalmed with caffeine. Omar's a fucking banker. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> he gets on my case while drinking so much coffee. As he drinks three Monster Energy drinks. Oh, yeah, Coffee's nice. better for you than energy Monster drinks. Energy drinks are basically ogre piss. <laughs> How would you know? You don't drink either of those things. I- I've had a sip of a Red Bull before and it was enough. It was disgusting. And I've tried to drink a Red Bull and vodka. Just because it's I heard vodka, I'm like, oh sure. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Red Bull and vodka? Nah, I'm good. No thanks. 
back in my younger, wilder days. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into it then, because we're going to start talking about me drinking as a child, and then, not a child, as a, uh, which is appropriate, tying it into the podcast. Uh, today's movie is Mystery Team, was nominated by me um, as a means of, I nominated two movies from two of my favorite entertainers, and one of their first, uh, the other being Bill Murray's directorial debut and only feature quick change instead he chose the first uh, feature film for Derek uh, Derek comedies Donald Glover saved it again uh, mystery team you don't save it if you say that you saved it because then people know that you fucked up shh, 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 shh. Uh, saving the world from sex drugs and swear words um, raunchier oh, the previewed blockbuster sticker I have to open it raunchier raunchy fresh and funnier than hell says cinemablend.com, and razor sharp, says Donald M. Gold from the New York Times. And sublimely ridiculous, says Entertainment Weekly. <clears throat> they were kid detectives. Now they're 18 and still solving child crimes. But when the mystery team is challenged to solve a murder, they're pulled into a dangerous world of sex, drugs, and swear words. From Derek Comedy, the internet comedy sensation whose short films have been viewed over 150 million times online, comes a strangely hilarious, completely unique film that's been called Encyclopedia Brown meets Napoleon Dynamite with a pinch of Ace Ventura, according to Cinematical, the the esteemed review site Cinematical, Mm -hmm. that I heard about for the first time just now. now. (laughs) Uh, So this, um... This actually was screened... At the University of Florida. Um, the D.C. Pearson, uh, who plays Duncan in the film, uh, kind of the main guy from Derek Comedy, um, he, came and did, uh, he came and did a class or like a workshop, I feel like, I or think something. it was a workshop. And then they, like, they showed the movie on campus, or it even might have been at like, the Eagle Royal Park, I don't remember. No, I think it was on campus. I honestly don't remember at all, because it was like 10 years ago. But um, we were working at those movie theaters, <laughs> so we were unable really to attend. And also, I just never like when we were doing comedy in we college. We didn't really know. Like for whatever all reason, this stuff. like you think of how, like how fucking hell. Think of how like new all that was, like YouTube and like. Internet videos. Like, I remember fucking collegehumor.com was, like, the fucking shit. Like, Funny or Die, I think, had just started around this time. Yeah. It's 2009, so everything's still in its, like, embryonic stages. But also... And also, this, I think this was the year that we were... We, we I think they came the year after we graduated, so 2010, I think, is when they came. No, they would have come in 2009 when they it came, came out. So it was the year we were graduating. So, yeah, so we were kind of... Yeah. We were kind of out of it at the time and busy. And I just, at the time, like, unless it was super, super mainstream, like SNL or what's happening on the late night shows, like, I wasn't, like, seeking anything out. You know, like, I I, I didn't really know. Like, when everyone's like, oh, Derek Connick's coming. I'm like, cool, what what is that? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't didn't know what the big deal was. And I still don't. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, their interviews. No. You know, the, the reason I bought this was because everyone, you know, at the time... That saw it was like, oh man, it was really funny, and I got it for free at Blockbuster, and I saw Donald Glover from something else. This was even before Gambino, you know, really took off. Yeah. And 
Rich, I know Rich had seen it before, and I think somebody else had saw it and had a pretty good review of yeah. it. So it always has been like ever since we started the podcast, it's been up high on my list of things that I haven't seen that I've wanted to and watch. And this it has like Aubrey Plaza, Nellie Kempler, um, uh, Matt Walsh, Bobby yeah. Moynihan, yeah, it's got, it's got uh, some... a bunch of other fucking people who you've never heard of before for good reason. We'll get to later. Like anybody that's a name in this movie, it's blatantly obvious. Like, oh yeah. This person is a celebrity that is in multiple projects and does a really good job. This person doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot yep, of those. Yep. Um, and we'll get to those when we discuss performances in LVP and MVP. But, um, so we watched it tonight for the first time, and I thought it was fine. I wouldn't go far as to call it, it's definitely not great. <laughs> you were gonna say good. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say. I'd be hard pressed to maybe even call it good. I think it's fine. It is a ninety-four minute sketch. Yeah. It's. I think the it's second. It's a ninety-four minute. Very note, long sketch. I think the second half is much better than the first half. The first half is a is very long in the tooth to me. The first half is all about... Hold on one second. Is there like a fucking school bus dropping somebody off outside? It's not like a fucking big rig is about to come through our fucking Shh. house. It just drove away. It was just a very loud car. Um, oh, I was... Like, the first half is a little long in the tooth for me in terms of establishing the premise and going through the gags that just don't fucking hit or work. And then around the time they go to the strip club is when the movie kind of kicks into another gear, and it, like... Well, yeah, because then there's titties all over the No, place. it wasn't even that. It was just, like, it's this obvious fish out of water. Like, up to a certain point, also, I was like, are they supposed to be, like, eight years old? Like, I still didn't, like... Yeah, like, are they... Are, are they... Are they... Are they... Are they mentally challenged? Yeah, like, uh... Like, what was going on? Even when, even when it was clear, I was like, all right, what's the catch? Like, what's the... Like, you know, when's it going to turn it on them? Right. So once they were, like, were really too in-deep... Uh, in, in like in too deep for the shit then that's when you know it started to get funny and that's when for you know for my taste some of the bits and jokes started to hit but even in the midst of that there's stuff that that just doesn't hit that just doesn't yeah that just isn't funny and that's that's gonna be sketch that's gonna be comedy and, and there was a lot of things that you kept laughing at that i did not laugh. At. I didn't really laugh out loud at many things though. Like there, I, I chuckled. There were a couple lines, and there's one thing, and you laughed. What was it? When they're at the costume party. Yeah, yeah. The costume party scene before like is very funny in that uh, Donald Glover's character, his role in the team is that he's like the like the master of disguise, and it's all these ridiculous situations, and and basically a serious part of the movie when he like actually has to, you know, like, solve the crime and be serious. Like, all right, time for my most most important performance to date. And he walks up in a fucking sombrero and a goddamn fucking poncho. And a... Plumber. As a plunger. plunger. And he's like, one something or other, I'm here to fix the toilet. And the guy's like, all right. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> write it. Like, that was really funny. And that's real. There's a costume party, and that's why. And that's also funny. And then he goes up to talk to Matt Walsh, who's just like a worker in the company, and Matt Walsh is doing Matt Walsh things. He's fucking hilarious. And there's a third guy named Frank, 
who's dressed like a turtle, I think? It was a turtle. And, like, he keeps, like, interfering or, like, getting involved in this conversation, and Matt Walsh is just, like, treating him like utter shit. <laughs> I wish like, you had died from cancer. No, because that was what I was building up to. <laughs> um, and he's, like, he says something, he's, like, that's why your fucking wife doesn't like you, man. Like, he gets sad and backs away, and, like, he comes back up, like, a few seconds later. He's, like, God damn it, Frank. I wish you just fucking died from that cancer. And it's just so fucking harsh. Out of nowhere, that I just fucking lost it. It's just really funny to me for some reason. Um, and that's the hardest I laughed in the movie, which is probably an indication of like how the movie was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I, I've I've kind of given my blanket statements. I mean, I stayed awake. <laughs> um, I mean, it was. Pretty much like you said, watching a really long sketch. And since I am a comedy snob, you know, it was very difficult for me to to really get into it. Um, I mean, there were parts that were fine. There were premises that were fine. But overall, it was it was okay. It, I don't... I think if I'd watched this in 2009... I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I don't think I would have, honestly. I would have. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I think I'm so far removed from that scene now that um, that I just didn't get it. But for me, it's like, okay, so they're, like, they, they've never grown up. And yeah, like, and the, like the, the premise is fine. The premise is solid, and there's plenty, there's plenty of juice and legs, I think, to it. Not 94 minutes, you know, maybe like yeah. a reoccurring sketch in different situations. But for, you know, you have, each character has its deal. And the deals, like, stop being funny kind of early on. Yeah. You know, um, so that hurts. And then them getting involved in these kooky situations, depending on what it is, it hurts. It also doesn't help, you know... It they, they budget they they shot it themselves they it, it yeah well, you know it has it adds the charm to it because again that's like what we did you know we didn't have a fucking red eye camera but we also had you know the want and need to do it ourselves but it also like it's a movie you're watching on the big screen or you know right on on the comfort of your home so it's it's weird because it looks so. Home movie. Yeah, it it looks it looks cheap and it looks, and this again, it, I I didn't want this to have fucking production value or you know right. like fucking crazy camera angles and shit, but it, it still like takes you back you know f- for a moment, especially because you have like you said fucking Donald Glover in this and you have you know Aubrey Plaza and these these you know Hollywood A listers. Yep. Um. Just a lot of it feels very, I don't want to say Bush League, but it feels very much one note. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the mystery of it, I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's all about trying. It's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, which, I mean, the, the mystery. Without the dog. Yeah. No, it's Scooby-Doo without the dog. That's, like, really what it is, because it's exactly what they did. Yeah. Like, they would dress up as waiters or, 
You know what happened. Why would there be an Italian restaurant in the middle of a slop? I have a newfound respect for Steve Rial, former guest of the show and one of our best friends, because that just fucked my throat up for the rest of my life. <laughs> that was extremely difficult. Uh, the, so basically this exact same year, we are doing our sketch show. Um, and we had a sketch that was written by uh, our uh, one of the best sketch writers I ever personally knew, Brian Zimmerman, that was a, like a, an AA meeting for Scooby-Doo villains. And it was all of them talking about how they got caught and like why that's okay, et cetera, et cetera. And Steve was the beast of Bottomless Lake. And his deal was he got caught because Scooby and Shaggy like tricked him into thinking he was at a Italian restaurant in the middle of a swamp. Like, they come up with this hair-brained idea to convince, you know, to get the monster involved and whatnot. And as he's talking through, he says the line I just say, which I'm going to try to say again. Fuck. I can't even do All right, the line is, why That was Louis would... Armstrong choking on a piece of turkey. Why would... Why would there be an Italian restaurant in the middle of a swamp? And the only, th- the only time in his life that Steve Real could not finish a line in every rehearsal, barely during shows, he kept breaking at it because he's also dressing like a fucking parka in a dumbass, like, goggles outfit, and he's got that voice on. And I was like, Steve, you have to be louder. We can't hear you. He's like, I'm talking like this. Uh, it just fucking is hilarious to me. So, like, those situations. But again, like, they went to the well, like, too many times, and some of them aren't funny. Like, the opening of the movie, when, like, I, I guess it's in the middle of the actual story that we find out, they're in the middle of this person's yeah. house. Like, the the first scene, I was like, fuck, we are in for a long, Yeah, I know, I thought the same minutes. thing. I thought that. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then it's... And was, I think I, I felt like that throughout most of the movie. Yeah, the, there's... It's a lot of mugging. Like, Donald Glover has to keep, like, mugging to the fucking camera and, like... That's how Donald Glover does. I know, but, like, it's really interesting. Like, man, he has come a long way because, like, yeah. this is some juvenile shit. Like... But this was and now, after he and now had a lot of exposure I mean, on... Well, yeah, he was on 30... Uh, he wrote 30 things. Rock and, you know, yeah, it wasn't like he was... He wasn't... He wasn't fresh-faced right out the gate. He was right fresh faced, But also, like, he's the one that's writing, like... Like the smartest comedy on he television, some awards. you know he's this incredible musician, and he's gonna be fucking Lando Calrissian and uh, Simba and, he, and everything. And he dresses like a Mexican plumber with a big sombrero, poncho, and fake mustache. It's, it's I think he just really likes to wear fake mustaches because <laughs> he's always like got one. the majority of this. It was just him in a fake mustache. And then, like, you know, they dress up as gentlemen to the gentlemen's club, and it's kind of funny, and they get boners. Like, there's there's elements to it that are funny. It okay, just... so you like all the blue humor stuff. Well, that, that's kind of how your, I am. That's your thing. Well, there, well, tell me what was smart, like, I didn't witty say humor anything was smart, witty humor. I didn't say that there was any. <laughs> okay, good. Just, just making sure. <laughs> um... Was there anything you particularly like? A scene you particularly liked, or uh... I liked the, when they were when they dressed up in like the top hats and things. Like I thought that that was, I thought that was the cute. gentleman's club scene was the first scene where they were really out of their element and they were able to riff a little bit more. Um, yeah, and I and I just like them interacting with the bouncer and the bouncer was like, "It's a library card." The tracing of a hammerhead shark, yeah, like, like that randomness. You guys got money, and then and then all the, right, go and on. Then that, <laughs> 
I love that little. He's like oh. the MVP, but that little fucking kid was hilarious. That kid was really funny. <laughs> that kid was fucking great, and he just happens to be there because his mom works there. There's all kinds of like like the clash of of worlds of what's that scar in your belly? It's my cesarean. You can come on it for twenty bucks. I'll give you five if you tell me what that means. Like that stuff yeah. is funny, and then uh, it goes to uh, then the chase scene happens again. Scooby Dooish. Yeah. And then he winds up in a room and this guy's getting like oil up his butt. It was breast milk. Oh, that went over my head. Yeah, she was squeezing her tit and oh, breast milk was coming out of it. Oh. That's why later he said, Oh, you're the guy who likes milk up his butt. Oh, I, I thought he was mis like misreading the situation. No, I oh, think I was you thinking, misread the situation. I was taking care of my daughter <laughs> when that was happening. I totally misinterpreted what the fuck that was. Um, yeah, she was squeezing breast milk up his, that's, up his ass. That is legitimately very weird then. Um, so, like, that shit happens, and then, um, sorry, and then, um, and then, like, the the girl poops the ring out, because the guy, like... Oh, that was disgusting. Fingered her, and, like, it was left in her, and whatever. Like, yeah, that scene was good. I also like the bowling, like, the bowling scene with the, <laughs> the guy, the, like, the, the thug guy that they, like, apparently got in trouble at some point, or whatever. Like, those things were fine, um... Anything you really, really seen you really, really didn't like or care for? I think we already talked about the opening just being weird. Yeah, the opening was weird. Um, um, there were things they just didn't like. I wanted to see more of their fucking... I wanted to see more of Donald Glover's parents because the only parents that introduced. Yeah. Because like, they established very on very early on that they're like, man, these fucking nerd, fucking yeah, virgin, for, weird yeah, kids. Yeah. And they just kind of like disappear. Yeah, I would have liked to see have seen more of Seen more parents. of that dynamic. Um. Them, like, not getting along felt very tacked on. Yeah, like, the baseball I didn't like scene. that. I didn't like them fighting. And I know it's because they had to move the story along. Like and conflict. Donald and Glo- Glover had, along. like, the emotional thing and yep. all that. But, eh, I could have done without it. Mm-hmm. Um, other things I really liked were just Bobby Moynihan. Oh, he was so funny. <laughs> it reminded me of when he does um, Riblet. Yeah, it was Riblet. That's basically um, what it was with Riblet. Yeah. Toned down a couple notches, but just as like the really one like guy that digs them and thinks they're funny because his life is fucking shitty and he has to mm-hmm. yell at people that are fucking loaves of bread. Like yeah, he, again, he's probably not the MVP, but I liked those scenes. Those were fun he, diversions from what was going on. Yeah, I, th- um, I mean, I think he did a good yeah. job. I like. And then the fucking him. ending was just. It was really weird. So. So, they adopted. Yeah, they adopted the girl whose parents get killed. And they all still live there, and then they're going away to college. And, and they're kind of acting like adults, and then some guy comes out of the woods. The guy, the villain from the new Ghostbusters movie comes out of the woods, and that was him. That's who it was. I know. Or was it Derek Waters? I can't. No, it wasn't Derek Waters. Derek Waters isn't that fat. Um, and the guy's like butt-fucking a panda or something, and they're like, oh, they're back. Mystery on the loose. And it's like... The last time the movie is they, the fucking bastards took my balls. I think. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's yeah, just... it was so weird. It like it could have been good. I think it had really good beats and it had some really good performances, but I think it just got too into itself. Which I think is a very common trap they with want, yes. comedies they to be of too this off-beat. kind. Right. They wanted to. I mean, they're already like this student sketch 
group because they kind of formed when they were in school together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they just wanted to then be, okay, let's take it to the next level. Let's take it to the next level. And I think that they just went too far because, like, there was there's a certain amount of blue humor that you can include in, in stuff that's supposed to be mainstream that people can appreciate. But when you go too overboard... You know, like, oh, they took my balls, like... No, I didn't think... I mean, but it was, like, really random. It was random. Like, they, they, like, I feel like they, when they picked their spots and showed the dichotomy of these three 18-year-olds that, you know, like, everybody realizes are fucking weird and have been doing mystery shit since they were children, and you put it up against an eight-year-old that's dropping the N-bomb and... Threatening people with a fucking gun. That was actually really and, fun. And, I like that scene a lot. And every and everybody else, uh, like like it's funny, but then when like it just plays itself out, and you know, like the whole thing with the guy, the drug dealer, I guess, who was like trying to kill them and oh, like yeah. chasing them, and his his girlfriend. And then the stop sign thing, and <laughs> she gets like almost impaled on the stop sign, which was really random. That actually was funny. So I was like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I just a, yeah. a lot of a lot of thing, a lot of pieces everywhere, without much to connect them. There was a there was just too much point A to point B, and the stuff to get to each place was just not fulfilling in terms of in terms of laugh out loud humor or even just succinct comedy or thoughts. Um... Let's get an MVP and LVP in performances because I think that's kind of where we're we're going up to. Because like we discussed, like there are fucking, you know, grown up adult fucking actors in this. Yeah. That are that are in comedies yeah. that are that are. Well, like yeah. Ellie Kempler. Was also, Ellie Kempler? Who also was like you know also just a, again like. No, I think there she was, was something there. wrong with her. I they think, said that she was like mentally. Ill. Oh, they did. Oh, I thought yeah. she was also just like eighteen and just like. Happened to be the only female that was still doing their... Oh, yeah, no. I think she was 18, but Donald Glover said it in one of the scenes. Like, just because I think, like, the mentally handicapped can be useful or something oh, like okay. that. So, yeah, there was something actually So, yeah, wrong. she was only in, what, like, three scenes? Yeah, but I think she... she I like Ellie Kempler, but... You haven't she, watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, have I you? haven't. Neither have I. But um, she, she has the tendency of being that same kind of bubbly, upbeat, like... Character, but it works really well. Yeah. It works for her. Just like on the other end of the spectrum, Aubrey Plaza is never going to be Allie Kempler. Like, she's always going to be human Daria, you know? Like, that's always who she is. I think, actually, recently somebody on Facebook, one of our friends, was like, Aubrey Plaza, how about fucking, like, learning what off-type is or something, you know? Which I found funny, but... When she she's when she's in her lane, it's good. She wasn't like completely in her lane in this. She basically is playing like the straight man almost. She has yeah, a couple funny lines, but like he blew in my mouth, and you know, like she has her opportunities, but she doesn't have. You know, she still has to be a little bit. I think of a it could have been anyone else in that scene, though. Probably in, like, in any of her scenes in that Probably. character, and um, it would have been the same. Yeah, Matt Walsh is really funny. Always, um, uh, Bobby Moynihan. We talked about Bobby Moynihan. Would probably be pretty close to me. I still think the MVP is Donald Glover. Yeah, I he is the most to do in terms of the comedy of it. He, he moves the story along. He has the emotional baggage that comes with yeah, it, too. Yeah, he 
stands out so much among the three of these guys. And you said that he's like come so far. Absolutely. I mean, you since this, you too. see his potential. You see his oh, charisma. Yeah. You see his comedic timing. You see him being earnest. Like you see all of it there. And this is probably like the worst, like Donald Glover performance or worst Donald Glover like I've ever like seen. But it's still, I think, I still think he's the best one in the movie by yeah. a pretty, not to be even fucking biased at all, but, like, you watch it, it's like, that guy, that guy is above and beyond what everyone else, especially these other two fucking guys he has to be around, who we're going to get to in a second. Oh, man. Um, he, he just sells it so well. And he's, and he, he is always giving it his fucking all. He is always trying uh-huh. to put whatever over. Um... So it'll be the positives. Oh, God. Okay. So about the negatives, um, which I have several. So we, we can pick and choose any of these fucking people. Okay. Um, so both main villains, I guess, if you want to say. So Leroy and... So Leroy, this drug dealer who, you know, basically... Looks like he ate a cat. <laughs> nobody, nobody else auditioned for this fucking part. <laughs> And this guy just walked in as an actual fucking drug dealer, fucking high on cocaine, and they gave him the fucking gig. <laughs> He's just like fucking weird cat bug eyed. <laughs> uh, he's just, no way to scream. He looks like, and maybe because the back of the box is scrambled him, scrambled him playing diamond. He's like fucking Uncle Rico on a fucking week long fucking bender. Um, he was just distracting. Like it looked like he came off of a natural born killer's Shakespeare in the Park. And like, and he had like that like strong accent, and I couldn't even tell you what kind of accent it was, but where he definitely had an your, accent. Where is your friend? He just he like just, he was trying to do like a Jack Nicholson was, impression, but it was a terrible Jack. It was Nicholson Mac impression. Nicholson? <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was he was pretty he bad. Was, yeah, he was. The pretty um bad. the guy who ends up being the main villain. Who what was his relation to the family? He was like the uncle or just no, like a family friend he or he worked with. He just was a coworker. I guess. Like they didn't make it they fucking didn't, clear. It wasn't very clear. And he kept you know like making them chocolate milk and like wanting to fix bikes and stuff. And of course you could tell from a mile away he's gonna end up being the bad guy. So then it's Scooby Doo, whoever like the innocent fucking party is. It seems like the nice genuine human being ends up being the fucking. The one that's doing the unscrupulous shit. He was just so fucking villain. These were all obviously people that they just had an open fucking casting call for. And they were the ones that were the best ones there. So fucking heaven forbid who the other people were. Right. That they said no to. He just was, didn't have much of anything to bring to the table that was unique. Um, uh, then let's get to the other two. Of three leads, DC Pearson, who by all counts is apparently a very nice guy, is just a little too much. Not yeah, too much. It was mu- just the dad's friend. Just the dad's friend. Okay, just a little bit too much for me. Like he had the resourceful, nerdy, and every time like he had to like carry any kind of emotional weight or like t- like talk for long stretches, was he just bugged me? He just was annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guy. Played Charlie. Dominic. Dominic Dierks. I'm guessing I'm saying that right. Like, they gave him the... Like, the Waldo from Family Matters gimmick. No, but... Gimmick. No, so... Where he, like, he was, like, the dumb one. He's the dumb one. And he's also the muscle. And... 
they just probably ran that gag like 20 times where they're going to all three the same thing uh, at the same time and he says the wrong thing. Or he misunderstands the meaning of things or doesn't right. know. Like, right. there's a, there, like there's an art. Like um, I know very well that there's an art to being the dumb one. Yeah, you always are the dumb one. You are the dumb one. You're an imbecile. Um, no. <laughs> no. That is not what I meant. But. He just didn't. He just wasn't good. You have to find a, a balance when you're that character because at a certain point it just became annoying whenever those things happen. He looked, you have to make it when you are being the you know, the, the dumb one or the slow one or whatever the case is. Like you have to make people believe it, but also don't make people feel sorry for you because they think you might actually there might actually he very be something much wrong acted with you. like he was playing dumb he yeah. didn't seem like legitimately it dumb he seemed like DC Pearson and Donald Glover were doing a two man comedy thing and this guy kept hanging out with them on the couch and would every now and then say some funny shit and like dude you just want to be a part of this it's like yeah I have no idea how to fucking act alright we gotcha and then he just yeah did it yeah. Like, he, he he seemed out of place in scenes. He just... And I, I, like, I'm already forgetting everything he did. When he yeah. was, you know, arguably, like... He didn't have to ever carry any serious baggage in the movie. No, because like, he was, like, the third wheel. Yeah, he's the third wheel, and he's the dopey one, you know? But all of his bits just didn't land. Yeah. And I, and I would put that on him because of how he portrayed it. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So those would be the four that I would throw out there, unless you have anybody else that kind of stands out. Because really, there's not anybody else not that's really, really involved. Those four are strong, a strong four, so let's rank them from least offensive to most offensive and figure out an LVP. I would, I would, I, I would say the least would be DC Pearson, because... He was okay. He's okay. It just, I, I feel like that character, I, I mean, it would have been the character's fault. I, I just feel he drug a lot of the bits down. Like, I didn't, again, I didn't laugh at I, I didn't think anything he said was funny. Mm. He's, maybe he's just, he's one of those people that I just don't find funny. Maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, so we'll put him fourth. And then I would put, what was that, Robert? The, mm-hmm. I put him third. Because, again, okay. he didn't do enough, and he was just All there right. to act as, like, white meat, white dude, you know. Okay. So I'll leave it up to you between uh, oh. Charlie and drug dude. I uh, hated the drug dude. <laughs> like, as soon as they, like, found him, and they're they're playing, like, uh, like regular high school kids, and they like to procure some cocaine, and... They all kind of were funny. Like, Get all, the fucking... Like, all, all, the three, all three of them were kind of like funny in right. that scene. I think that was the best scene for all three of them. He just hit <laughs> so hard. Like, he hit the gas and went and did not let up until his girlfriend flew out the car and got her neck chopped off by the stop Don't sign. Don't suck their dicks. Yeah, like four times. Yeah, had to say it at least. I think it was literally rule threes with don't suck their dicks in like a two minute span. Yeah, yeah. And she really sits over and is like, so you want your dick sucked? And it's yeah. like, it was predictable, but then it was also just bad. <laughs> um, so what is what is that guy's name who never worked another day of his life? These are the ones I was referring to, like just doesn't have a fucking Wikipedia page. Yeah. I'm interested to see, where's my phone? I'm interested to see his IMDb page actually. 
Uh, Peter Satai. S-A-A-T-I. Oh, I hate people with double A's in their name. Can I just say that? What, like Aaron? No, I mean like last names. Oh. What a dumb name. Every time I see them, I'm like, why the fuck did you stutter while writing? Oh, that's just his dumb shit's name. That's, it's not his fault. I'm blaming, yes it is. It is this guy's fault and this guy's fault alone. Uh, the only bit of information about him is that he's an actor known for Mystery Team. That's the only credit he has? Yeah, it's the only thing he's done. Wow. So, I was right. They literally paid this guy 500 bucks to be a fucking weird creeper. Yeah. And you know, like, right now, he's bartending in fucking Boston somewhere. And he's yeah. like, hey, you know, uh, hey, you know that, that dude that's on that Atlanta show? He's gonna be Lando? Yeah, threatened to stab him once in a movie. It was great. No, no. Actually, he's the Office and Volunteer Coordinator for uh, the International oh. Institute of New England. And his quote on like their staff page is, I love the moment after English class breaks out and clients from around the world pour into the lobby laughing and smiling. It's truly outstanding. Fuck this guy. That's him, right? He looks That's so him. weird. God, look at him. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He looks uh, like why a did this, Why did this guy... Why? This guy might be the biggest LVP we've ever had in that in life, in and, life. In, and in the film industry. Oh, man. Okay. I was so happy when I saw that he was dead. Even when he's, like, talking on the phone, he just was so fucking unnatural and off-putting. And, like, I know he's, like, a skeezy, druggy, weirdo guy, but too much, man. Just too much. This is, a, this is the epitome of one of the movies that, like, I liked more before we started talking about it. <laughs> like, it happens every now and then where we're just, you know. Um, we're pretty much wrapped up in the yeah, movie. Yeah, this but... guy sucks. <laughs> we didn't have expectation scores for this either, so it'll be interesting to see what our scores are here in a couple minutes. Suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, were you, like, a big, like, mystery kid? Uh, I'm still a big mystery kid. I'm what like is it about? the nosiest Parker. Well, ever. besides being a nosy Parker. And what? Like, like it's like I love the Encyclopedia Brown like series. Nancy Drew, the Hardy, Hardy Boys, Boys. Let's the go, box girls. Um, uh, well, the Boxcar Children mystery. I thought the boxer what happened to their parents? We still don't what's, know. What was I saying? I thought the boxer kids were just a, a friendly gang of orphans that had weekly activities. <laughs> and sometimes they were like, oh shit, someone's lunchbox got stolen. Let's figure that out. Actually, in the mail, probably like tomorrow, I bought off Amazon. Um, in, the, in the spirit of the Encyclopedia Brown series, they had a clue book series that I fucking loved. Um, which I'll have to show you. Oh, again, I can't find my fucking phone. God damn it. Um, the reason that came up was there was a, a hilarious, like, uh, I forget who shared it on Facebook, but a meme on Facebook of this woman, she renamed children's books, um, based on the cover of the books and in, in the nineties, like all these mystery books just had like fucking insane covers yeah, yeah. and the pictures are just based off of what the image is and they are hilarious. Mm. So I'll pull that up afterwards so you can experience okay. them. Actually, we should, where the fuck is my phone? I, I want to read them. I was a big mystery kid. I mean, I still am. I love mysteries. One of my favorite genres. I, I, I like figuring things out. I like playing Clues, one of my favorite games growing up. Um, 
you know, like doing logic puzzles and stuff like that. Like I, I love Scooby Doo. It's one of my favorite shows. And Scrappy. Scrappy Doo can. Scrappy Doo is one of my favorite. Scrappy Doo can fucking bite it. He sucks. You know that like it's he's commonly referred to as the jumping the shark moment of Scooby Doo, right? Okay, that's fine. But I really liked when they were on that. I really liked that show. Puppy, okay. Puppy power, my ass. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm the voice of the people, all right? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, I'm just saying. You're an imbecile. You can't, you can't reuse somebody's fucking diss. You that's said for people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, but not you, not, not for me to be called an imbecile. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> um, score time for Mystery Team. Uh, I nominated it. Jenny, go back to sleep. Well, don't look at me like that. We're going to score Mystery Team. You can go right the fuck back to bed. <laughs> Um, She's like, you're talking and disturbing me. <laughs> her face, is, so, her eyebrows are furrowed. She's so pissed. She's so mad. Hi, Julie. You want to come to Mama? I nominated it. You scored first. I'm going to give it a four. I was going to go four and a half. Okay, so 4.25. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. For a comedy, Where's that pen that you were using? Uh, it's on my tray. Shit. For a comedy that elicits few <laughs> laugh out loud moments and mostly chuckles, I think that's a fair score. At least with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't really see the, like, I see the potential for Donald Glover, but I don't see the potential for, like, anyone else. Any of his styles. Like, you don't see his style, you don't see his brand in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hear some of it. Yeah, and also we never were really big community fans either. So right, like, right. I don't and know how that. We didn't. We didn't watch Thirty Rock. We didn't watch some of that stuff. But you hear, you hear some of it, and then he. He he gets to kind of start. Being his persona. Sure. You know? Yeah. Give me, give me Gambino. Give me, give me Atlanta. That's the kind of stuff I'm into now. Cesarean jokes. Although that was one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> Good old sea scar jokes. Okay, let's get you comfortable. Alright, so after much deliberation, um, which was we edited out of the podcast, um, it's time for Samantha to nominate two movies now. Oh, God. Um, next week's podcast should be a clockwork orange. And then the week after that, we're going to do a special Halloween episode where we're going to agree upon watching, just like we did last year, Focus Focus. Halloween themed movie. Okay. I, I gave you the task of potentially picking two Halloween esque movies, but yep. th- you're not going to do that because you don't like horror movies. Well, or no, scary but 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 I was like, you know what? Better me nominate them and get them off the list or out the way. Okay, so you are going to do it then. So I think I'm going to nominate two Halloween esque movies. Okay. Halloween. I think it's been nominated before. Consult the list. I'm pretty sure I nominated. Well, then this throws my whole game off. Yep, I nominated Halloween before. Why the fuck would you do that? Because I nominated. All right, it. so I'm gonna nominate Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Because it's Halloween esque, uh-huh. and I'm going. It's a horror to, movie, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, but it's a it's, it's a funny horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It was a horror. Or. Or. Get out. 
And I know bitch. that you've been wanting to oh, watch it again. And I really, really don't want to watch that movie. Oh, I really want to watch both of them so bad. I wish Halloween was available so I could pick the other one. I um, know, I know. So that's kind of uh, where it is. Jilly, which one do you want to watch? Oh. Jilly, you want to watch Cabin in the Woods or Get Out? She's going to smack me in the chest. Jilly, Cabin in the Woods? Jilly? Get out. Uh, get out. She said get out. And that's what I'm picking is get out. Okay. Which I literally just boxed. I finally got, yeah. a, got a good deal Fuck for you, it. kid. Hey, no. Yeah. No, get back to sleep. Mommy's going to cry. I mean, it is a very sad state of affairs, the country that we're in. No, Mommy's going to cry out of fear. It's really not that... You have nothing to be scared about, so I have to look at you. You have nothing to be worried about. What do you mean? I don't know the premise of the movie, so you saying that doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, Get Out will be our Halloween theme episode, which will be weird. It's the second movie that's come out this year. Does it have to do with the fact that they're black? Thank you. That's why they have to get out. I'm not. I'm not talking about this. My expectation for this movie is going to be a seven because a lot of people have said really good things about it. And I'm sure the parts that I'll watch are going to be really good, but then I'm going to have my eyes shut for most of it. So I'll give it a I seven. I usually kept asking, like, wait, is it because they're black? And I'm going to be just ignoring the shit out of you. But no, is that really what it is? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. Uh, so that'll be our Halloween episode. Next week will be Clockwork Orange. Um, and then we'll get to Get Out. Man, what a heavy couple of weeks. <laughs> we'll have to make sure we have... I'll, I'll come up with something fucking batty and good on <laughs> like Mystery Team to cleanse our palate after both of those. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. We encourage you to check us out, arcadeaudio.net, for this podcast and all the other ones in our network of shows. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please leave us a review in five stars. It helps <sighs> us out there very, very much. You can also subscribe to your podcast automatically every single Thursday when they become available. That's right, every Thursday, Jillian. Um, hit us up at Mary W Movies on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. I want to hit up uh, Tatiana, our uh, close personal friend and our number one fan, asked us on Twitter recently um, what I felt or how we both thought about Bradley Cooper potentially playing Vince McMahon in the potential Vince McMahon oh, yeah. biopic. I meant to ask you how you felt about it's that. It's not going to happen. That, that movie, apparently there's two different scripts, one that WWE wants and the one that the original writer wrote. Uh, so in other words, there's the real version and the WWE version. Um, Bradley Cooper's not going to do that. I mean, I think no, Shane McMahon will play Vince McMahon. You know, I think Bradley Cooper would be really good as Vince McMahon. I just I don't I just see it. Like I, I very much see like a Hangover slash American Hustle style Bradley Cooper being '80s Vince McMahon pretty well. well yeah, when Vince was <gasps> high all the time, drunk all the time. It'll never fucking happen. Guarantee you will never see it. But I, I, would, I, would, I would be welcome for it. I think that's a movie we'll just never see. It's too... Yeah, because they can't... Because Jennifer Lawrence would not be a convincing Linda McMahon. That's disgusting. <laughs> for a mullet. <laughs> She's the secretary of small business or whatever the fuck. This is mullet. Signing out for Married in the Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Also, don't forget uh, arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. For uh, Jillian, go to sleep. For uh, donating more to Connor's care. And then um, uh, Jillian.com coming at you soon. What's Jillian.com? I'm scared to look. Don't. I'll do it on my phone, so it's fine. 
What's Jillian.com? Let's find out, baby. Yeah, like you haven't already been there a million times. Probably porn. Ask Witten. You really think I would go to Jillian.com for porn? Not after we've had the baby. There's a JillianMichaels.com. Well, yeah, Jillian Michaels. There's no Jillian.com. Let's buy that. Jillian, you're going to have your own website. It's going to be amazing. It's just Tope. Tope, get to work on Jillian.com. Yeah, she wants it. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.